what's going on? Good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, a free edition here of Lineup HQ for this PGA. Uh, actually, we should call it the Open Championship. I'm Dan Bach. We've got uh, Mr. SDL Cardinals with you. And tonight, you've got NBA Finals tipping off in, I don't know, about an hour and a half. So uh, we'll kind of lead up into that. Getting you ready for the big golf tournament this weekend. We're going to be using Lineup HQ. We're also going to talk a little bit about prize picks. They've got a new promo coming up for you that uh, is pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, huge shout out to Tambo, who's been doing this show with us over the last year uh, and, you know, did an awesome job with it and got another opportunity, which we're excited about for him. But um, uh, moving forward, uh, we're going to have cards. We're going to have myself. We'll probably have a myriad of people uh, over the next couple of weeks. But golf season kind of winding down here, cards. And we got another major for us, a million dollars to be won on DraftKings and a couple of tournaments. Uh, nice GPPs over on FanDuel. Uh, what's going on, man? You ready for... This 1.30 lock tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's an awkward time for me. I have no problem staying up a little late, uh, no problem getting up early, but uh, the 1 o'clock stuff is just a little awkward. Uh, you know, you don't you stay up, then uh, it's it's hard to watch it and, and not fall asleep, and it's also hard to go to sleep and then get up at 1 o'clock. So uh, I don't know, probably going to go to bed and, and hope for no late withdrawals and then wake up a little early and start watching in the morning. But uh, always fun. You know, there's usually great TV coverage for this event, a lot more golf shots being shown on TV than what you often get um, with the stateside tournaments and no shot trackers. So you kind of got to rely on that TV coverage a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nothing better than waking up, you know, right away in the morning and being in the middle of the golf and then it going until about three o'clock in the afternoon and big GPPs as well, as you mentioned. So one of the last big chances, maybe the last chance to, to win a million uh, in golf this year. Uh, in DFS. So uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, help the people out here. And if it's not one of us taking it down, uh, maybe somebody watching the show. I mean, I'm planning, I'm, I'm planning to enter these lineups that we make today. So hopefully we can say you watched us build a million dollar winning lineup. That's the goal. Now, obviously the wonderful thing about lineup HQ is you make a little bit of a, a few tweaks here and there, and you've got a little bit different player pool than, than we do. So uh, you, you're not copying and pasting what we do. We're going to talk you through it cards. You're much more familiar with lineup HQ than I am. I'm more of a three entry max single entry guy, but uh, it's the last week. So I got to go all out here. So uh, I'm building a hundred and 30 lineups today. Do you know why I'm building 130 lineups in the builder today cards? Because you're doing 150 and you already did 20 by hand. I haven't done 20 oh, by okay. hand, you're but going to I do 20 by will hand. do 20 by hand. Yes. So all my single entry, three entry max uh, contests that I do, uh, you got to put them into the tournament because you will absolutely hate yourself if you say, nah, I'm not going to put my $10 entry um, You know that I made for a single entry contest into the big one. And then that one ends up winning. Like inevitably that's what's going to happen. So I refuse to let it. So uh, I'm going to hand build 20. We're going to spit out 130 here on the lineup generator. And uh, yeah, so that's the plan. We will, uh, again, thanks to the chat. We'll be keeping our eye on the chat. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this tournament. Um, somebody mentioned player groups. 
Uh, yes, we do. We'll be using some player groups. We'll go through that. I've got two set up already for the AM PM wave. And obviously we're going to whittle down this player pool a good bit so we can uh, hopefully get the right combination of players. Before we do that, though, I want to kind of start out with something else here, Cards. Um, with our friends over at Prize Picks, this is a pretty cool plug um, that that they've got going or promo they have going, where they just added the final finishing position um, as an option there. And again, this is something that you can do in most states out there, um, and it's basically like a fantasy player prop. So uh, they have final finishing position, and you get to select whether you think they're going to go over and under. You take a couple of them, you parlay them together, and you get a payout. Well, here's what's kind of unique what they're doing here is for final finishing position this week only, if one of your golfers, if any of the golfers in your winning entry end up finishing in the top three, they are going to double the payout. So think about that for a second. So if you've got John Rahm or you've got Rory and you end up uh, have a winning ticket, they're going to give you three times the payout of that ticket. So uh, you don't need them to finish in the top three, but if they do, they're giving you a three X payout. So it's kind of like um, one of those odds boosts, I guess that you find all the time um, in the regulated sports book world. So uh, I'm pretty excited about this cards because um, I, I think there's an edge to be had in this and uh, I'm going to move over to something that I created and this just shows you how bad I am at tech here. So, you know, everybody kind of get ready to laugh at this because this is what I've done cards. <laughs> everybody can see my screen is I went through and found what the true odds were the closest I could to the finishing positions that we have here. So for example, John Rom to top 10 is minus 120. Xander to top 20 is minus 145. And again, the finishing position here is 17 and a half. So that's what I did for all of these props. So you, you literally did the, uh, like the pencil drawing tool. I did. <laughs> I did the pencil drawing tool, tool on the player cards here for prize picks. So therefore we can, you know, find what the actual, you know, best value for us is from an odds perspective. Does that make some sense there cards? Yeah, I like it. So um, according to my research here, what I'm finding is a Rory Spieth combo. If you took the under 20 finishing position on Rory and the under uh, 20 and a half on Jordan Spieth, both of those are minus 200s. Those are the best odds that we can get. So to, to clarify, those are minus 200 at sports books. At sports books. Right. Yes. It's not going to affect your payout at prize picks this is just dan comparing it to the odds to try to find the best values of these uh the, these props here so uh based on the odds rory and spieth if you're betting if you're looking to bet under those numbers are your are your top values there on that page absolutely and the odds are not perfect by any measure you know they they're come they're determined a lot by you know where the money's coming in and whatnot so those two are very strong plays from the research that i've done Abe answer was minus 140 to top 40, and we get him at 45 and a half. So I think we could maybe look at that at what, minus 165 um, to probably go under. So I found that to be one of the uh, the better options. 
Um, and then uh, let's see, we've got, let's, oh, that was the Spieth one. Um, so let me ask you this. So Molinari's plus 175 to top 40. We got him at 57 and a half. Um, that, that still doesn't make sense, though, to take an over at that number, I wouldn't think. Yeah, probably not. Uh, if anything, Kucher would be the one there, two to the left yes. of him, because he's get. If you're looking to take an over um, at plus two seventy five, I don't think that's a bad one. Uh, Morikawa up there at the top has pretty good um, at minus one seventy five. Uh, let's see, and we already touched on Spieth and Rory. Um, Adam Scott was the other one I was looking at minus one forty to top forty, and we get forty five and a half. So. Um... I don't think that's the worst option on the board either. Yeah, that's pretty good. And Snedeker plus 120 at uh, to miss the cut. Um, and, and those odds may be even a little worse with that 65 and a half number because uh, also of note for your DFS lineup building is that the cut line is 70 in ties here. We haven't seen oh, a seven. Okay. We haven't seen a 70 in ties for a while because the PGA Tour doesn't use it. The European Tour doesn't use it regularly. Uh, but from everything I've read, they're still going to use 70 in ties for the Open. So uh, unless that was something updated, I saw it a couple different spots. Didn't spend a ton of time, but uh, I do think it's 70 in ties this week for what that's worth. So if I, the way this would work here is I would three, I would get 3x my payout if one of these guys finish in the top three. So that would take that $100 wager up to a $900 payout. Um if Rory or Spieth would end up finishing in the, in the top three, which is not an impossibility. Yeah. That's a, a, I mean, you're not, it's not costing you any extra to, to go for that bonus. So, so is it, is it more optimal to just to play two to try and hit it or do we play three and hope uh, one of, you know, it's given us more odds to potentially get a top three finisher. I'd probably put a third in there. Okay, well, we should probably look for somebody who has a better chance to finish in the top three. So let's go more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He's not, you know, like I don't love him this week in DFS, but in for the sake of this, especially when it's top 30, I feel pretty good about that. So $100 to win 500 or if one of those three people finish in the top three, that $500 will be 1500. I like it. Let's do it. We are in. Okay. So that is our prize picks play for today. If you haven't signed up over at prize picks, make sure you check them out. Uh, we've got a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars promo code grinders. And again, this is just for this weekend that they are doing that, uh, that promo, their cards. So uh, excited. Sounds good. Yeah. Nice little interface there too. So they're, uh, they're definitely uh, making some positive strides there and uh, check them out. All right, so let's get to the DFS angle here for these, this uh, British Open. What are we seeing on the weather front before we get even further into building out this 130 teams that I'm doing today? Uh, what do we know about uh, the weather coming up tonight slash tomorrow uh, for Port Rush? Yeah, it's not supposed to rain. Um, so uh, Royal St. George's St. George, in, sorry. Uh, Sandwich Bay is the closest yeah. weather forecast you'd be able to find. So um, that one's right along the coast there. And really, it's it's not supposed to rain, which is rare for an open. It's actually supposed to be sunny on the weekend. 
Um, and it's going to be breezy, but not overly so. I mean, not 30 to 35 mile an hour winds. It's always, you know, you get on the coast there in the UK, it's, it's always going to be a bit windy. Uh, so they're calling for, you know, maybe 14 to 18 mile per hour winds Thursday and Friday uh, and pretty much just breezy all day. It really doesn't look like there's going to be an edge to be had by targeting certain tea times, uh, which often happens here. But, uh, you know, the weather can also change on a moment's notice over there. So I do think it is wise to, especially if you're building a bunch of lineups, which is what we focus on on the show, uh, to, to build some out that have, you know, guys that are teeing off at concentrated times. And another difference between this event and your normal PGA Tour event is that they're not utilizing, they don't utilize both tees. They don't start off a one and 10. Everybody starts off the first hole and it's just kind of a constant parade throughout the day. Uh, there isn't a, a break really in the waves, though they do swap it around, you know, the next day and the, the last half of the field tees off first. Um, the breaks are less pronounced. It's not like you have five or six hours, you know, between waves. So um, a little bit different there for the open where a lot of times if weather is very different early, very early in the day compared to very late in the day, you can get an even more pronounced advantage, but it doesn't really look like that. And we, and we can't really plan for that. But if you're building multiple lineups, it does make sense to try to get some guys together that are teeing off around the same time in the event that, you know, something does come up that the forecasts haven't accounted for. So it's going to be breezy and it's probably not going to be, you know, a birdie fest like we've seen with the John Deere and some of these other recent events. Uh, but as always, I mean, it should be a lot of fun. These courses are, are, are good watches on TV. So, okay. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a situation where the favoritism is going especially over four rounds like we're doing. I think it's a, it's a much bigger deal to look at when you're doing um, single round um, MME because you absolutely can have that huge favoritism. And looking at what we've got from a weather standpoint here, I think it's not going to be massive um, because again, you know, this is two days out of four that we're accounting for. And we obviously, you know, can't look at what the tee times are going to be come Saturday and Sunday. So I don't want to go too crazy in AM PM waves here, but I've got it set up to have um, our, our two groups, AM and PM. If I want it, what, what do we think a, a, like, what would we say? Like 2% of lineups, 3% of lineups, are are wave driven what, what what do you what do you think how should we go about doing that yeah i mean I, i'd be okay doing five percent from you know you do five percent am wave five percent pm wave and then 90 percent you know however else you want to build them um i i think that's reasonable to account for you know if you're building if you're using the lineup builder to do 130 lineups five percent would be six or seven lineups uh stack in one wave i i think that's perfectly reasonable so if i wanted to do that um basically i would have to use players to use from so right a right now you've got the am group selected right yes yes so you'd have to go six use exactly then, six and then you'd have to build you know your 10 lineups or whatever just using that group um there's not a way to put in build me five percent of my lineups from see. this group there might there might be but it's not hitting me offhand um because i do it 
the way I just rattled it off is the way I do it. I just would build my lineups that I want with that group. Then I clear the group and then I gotcha. flip to the other one. Um, so I could in theory build 10 lineups off right. of this group and then just save those 10 lineups if I Correct. want to. That's how I do gotcha. it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So rather than trying to do it out of 150, that would be, that'd be certainly a way to do it. Okay. Yeah. You do 10 that way. You do 10 the other way, you know, you do 10, if you've got another rule and then you do your hundred global ones, then you just save all those lineups and then you can still export them all at once. Sure. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll do that in a moment. Let's get to our player pool here first, because um, that is where it all starts. And so you got, you got down to 95, I see. So you've, you've already, uh, we've, we've uh, pre-show, um, remove the schlubs. Well, for the most part, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to show them to you because I value your opinion here cards. Okay. okay. This might be my build, but I kind of want it to be our build. Okay. We're working together here. So these are the guys that I excluded. Let me know if there are people that, um, I shouldn't have excluded. Now there's a couple big names here up the top in Morikawa and Zalatoris, which is strange because I just took Morikawa to be <laughs> under 30. But um, I think that's mainly from an odds perspective uh, rather than a DFS perspective. So uh, you got to plant your flag in some places. Yeah, here. yeah, I am out on Zalatoris as well. So no problem with that. Um, let's see. Just sort that, sort that group by ownership. Let's do it. Sort and, by ownership. Uh, so, if it, yeah, I know I don't really have that much of a lot of guys under 1%. So, yeah, pretty much all those guys are out of my player pool as well, with the exception of Morikawa, who I do have in there. Uh, but I understand the logic behind, you know, behind not playing them. So, um, I, I don't have a strong stance for anybody that you have excluded. There's no super scrub here that you're interested in. Uh, I mean, the only guy that I would even be remotely interested in that I've seen is Schwab, but I'm even, I'm not playing him. So, um, yeah, not really. Okay. Well then I did pretty good on the, uh, on the early, uh, on the early exclusions here. So let's get to the player pool. We will sort again by ownership. Uh, let's start. Yeah. Let's go low to high. I think that's probably a good way to do it. Um, and again, there's, there's a few guys I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eye on who are on the cheap, but uh, let's get through it here. Uh, Brendan Steele. Where, where, just, where do we go? Yeah, he's just hiding up is. at the top. So um, Steele, I, I don't have. Um, I, I do think that Harding and Scrivener are interesting. Yes. You know, the, say that again. I said yes. Those are like the two. Those are like my two favorite crappers. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm happy that you're on board there. They're really cheap. Um, and basically, in this price range, I like to lean on the guys that are either veterans um, that know how to save par in the wind, you know, and then that would even be even the American. I mean, the, the American guys are going to get the anti-open bias, but if they're veterans like Todd or Reeve or Horschel, um, you know, I, I still think you can keep some of those guys in your player pool. You don't have to play all of them. Um, but you know, the Europeans will also go under own like Scrivener. Uh, Andy Sullivan has a really strong links history. His form hasn't been as great, but um you know, I'm, I'm always partial to him at open championships. He, he's uh, been on some good teams of mine over the years. So uh, th these are guys that you can target either the veterans 
um, or the European guys. Uh, so the only one that really wouldn't fit that full mold uh, out of those, you know, kind of bottom 10 guys you have there would be probably Varner. Um, and- I'm fine getting rid of HV3. I mean, he's, he kind of lucked in anyway through all these people uh, scratching. Yes. And uh, yeah. Even if he's close come Sunday, we kind of know he's going to blow it, right? <laughs> like, I mean, let's face it. Like, if you're playing, uh, you know, a, a, a single-round event, uh, Harold Varner's your guy. If you're playing a three-round event, Harold, Harold Varner is probably your guy. But, um, yeah, he's he tends to blow it in the, in the final round. Uh, all right. So, I mean, you, you, do you have Sullivan in your player pool? I do not. Um, but, you know, I, I play a narrow uh, player pool. He's one of the last guys I took out. So my pool is that my pool is 33 golfers, which is even more than I usually play. Um, and he was one of the last guys I took out. Um, and, and, you know, I, I didn't really want to do it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't mind keeping him in there um, by any means to play him in some lineups. So, um, well, we are at 92, so we got to yeah, chop, no, you know, yep. I'm not saying we got to get to 33, but uh, 92 is, is way too much. So let's, yeah, I think you're, I mean, this is a tournament where you're going to have to scramble and you're going to ma- have to make putts Grillo to me. It just feels like he's going to shoot an 80 at some point. Uh, so I'm out on him probably out on Ortiz on links. Um, Kirk I'm okay with, I yeah, think that's fine. Um, Detri, I like a good profile for this course. He's maybe a little bit overpriced, uh, which I think will keep the ownership down too. So him, I like in tournaments, um, Gary Woodland has been too all over the place for me, so I'm out on him. Danny Willett, we can get rid of him. I know he's a Euro, but... Yeah, that's fine. He's not that's, in my player pool either. Um, Minwoo Lee won last week and looked really, really good. Uh, do we do we ride this wave? I mean, he's another one that I feel the price is going to keep people away at 7200 Yeah, it will. Um, I didn't look at him a whole lot, but I don't mind. If you're playing the form angle, like I'm in on Lucas Herbert, so um, you know, if I'm going to play him, I, I can't knock Lee for the same reason so uh and I like Streelman I do like Streelman um you know he was one of the most popular guys at the John Deere last week at like 10k and missed the cut um so I'm in on him um I kind of like Streelman probably the best of those next three or four guys you got there all right Um, we'll get rid of Gooch we'll fire off Eric Van Royen I am going to keep Glover I had him in the uh $200 $200 single entry on uh, DraftKings last week. So uh, snuck in a, a backdoor min cash. Thanks to Lewis. He's been, his form's pretty good. So, uh, you know, this is a course where, you know, distance isn't huge. Um, putting, obviously not he's what he's known for, but better. yeah, it's not he's his, been better. It's not his strongest suit, but um, he made a lot of putts last week and certainly that'll give him some confidence. So um, yeah, I've got no problem with, with Lucas Glover, another veteran that, uh, that, you know, you know, will will take what the course gives them. Um, Connors with his form dipping and the, the, the short game required here, like, uh, Noto was saying last night that Connors is probably going to hit one over and then beyond and then back over the green a few times. Uh, so I'm okay without him. Um, let's see. And I don't, I don't really have a ton of strong takes in, in those guys in like the three to 5% range. Um, Keegan, I'm going to be out on Keegan here. I think, um, I don't mind. I don't mind Harmon. I don't mind Cam Smith. I'm Um, definitely playing Cam Smith at 4% ownership. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we're at 81. We're still got way too many people here. So, uh, 
Henley Hoffman or Palmer, you can play one. Who are you playing? Probably Henley. Um, you know, I made these, the ball striking has been okay. The short game has let him down a little bit lately, which isn't usually the issue for him. Um, you know, Henley or Palmer, you can choose that. Hoffman, I think, is is good to exclude. We'll get rid of Palmer here. All right, let's keep moving up here a little bit. And, you know, I'm actually, instead of going from pwn to low, let's go pwn to high here because inevitably, you know, there's comes a time where we look at ownership percentages and we just have to take a stand on guys who are popular. So they're going to be higher end guys, but let's do it. And I don't know what to think of Brooks Kepka here cards. We saw last week that, or not last week, but you know, last major, he he's hobbling up the, uh, up the staircase, holding his knee this week. He's like, I don't like this course. I played nine holes. Just not my deal. I mean, I hate that attitude. I mean, maybe he was, though. but is it though? Like, like it's a I stick. So. I mean, it's such a bad attitude and I know it's Brooks and it doesn't can, matter. It's a major walk with a cane up to the T and yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I'm not playing him, but I feel horrible not playing him. So you're not playing him. Either. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to exclude him. I'm not feeling it. Um, I'm also Harris... not playing 17% English either. That's just way too high. Like wow, I know English has been very good, but, Really, there's not a whole lot separating English from Stuart Sink or, you know, Brian Harmon or a lot of these other American guys that are going to be a third of the ownership. So play those guys. I'm out on uh, uh, English as well. What are your thoughts on Sam Burns here at 6,300? He's the cheap guy that everybody looks at as totally underpriced. I think this 11% is too low. I think that uh, I love our boy Trey. He's one of the best in the world, I think, when it comes to golf ownership. I just, I'll be shocked if he's below 20. Yeah, I really will be. I'm out on him too. And again, that this is a, this is just a game theory thing that, you know, we talk about fading the cheap chalk a lot and he's not playing well, even right. He, like he isn't, he withdrew yeah. at the PGA or one of the majors, you know, and he had the big wins and, and it was great. I mean, um, I had him on our scores and odds the week. He, the first time he won, it was 90 to one. And, you know, I've got a, there's a place in my heart for Burns. I want a GPP that week. And um, so it's not that I'm an anti Burns guy. It's just when you're at an event like this, um, I'm not sure if it's his first open or his second, but in any case, he doesn't have a lot of experience, really doesn't have a lot of links experience, doesn't come in with any form. And he's the obvious guy down there because he is underpriced. He should be, you know, 6,900 or 7K, like some of those other Reebies and Harmons and Streelmans. Uh, he shouldn't be 6,300, but it's not like salary is a massive consideration with it being softer for a major. So um, I'm just out on Burns and I feel comfortable with that. Like I'm not comfortable with being out on Kepka, uh, but if, if Burns is the play that beats me, then I'll just take my L on it and, uh, and get him next time. But uh, yeah, I'm out on him. All right. Any of these other, I mean, these are all pretty good players right here. Burger's the other one that's driving some pretty good ownership at 7400 i mean we don't have to fade entirely all these all yeah. this chalk so um you know we don't we don't have to go this route but do you have you know the the only guy that i don't love in this in this area is cantley um has he had a good like british open performance 
I yeah, he's can't... played he's played better the last month. Um, yeah. So that's what's got the ownership up. Let me. I got the his open history here. Hang on. I just gotta. I, nothing pops in my uh, head about 41st him. Forty first and the twelfth. Those are his only two trips. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I think I mean the the one tournament he won, he was lucky to have won that tournament. That was the John Rom um, WD, and that was on a course that he's always great at. So not saying like you hold that against him, but at least like that made some sense here. Uh, I don't know if he's. Yeah. I mean, if if there was a guy in there, I don't um, I've got him in my pool, but like, I'm okay with, with X and him. Okay. I'm going to X out. Okay. Let's take a stand there. Um, Okay. Now the other guy I'm not playing is Casey just because I'm not sure about his neck and his back. And he's just, He's looked injured the last few times we've seen him, and he hasn't really played in a month. Um, again, you know, I'm I'm I like that. I I'm like playing that. some Cantlay, and I'm out on Casey. And uh, you know, Casey's a guy that he doesn't win a ton. He's shown a little bit more upside the last couple years, but uh, another one that we just don't know how healthy he is. He doesn't post a lot on social media. He's very quiet. Um, and and we know the last time we saw him, you know, everyone was convinced in the first round that he was going to withdraw. So. Um, that's just a, that's an X for me as well. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with you. Um, he looked really hurt at the travelers. I can't believe he didn't pull out of that tournament and he was just uber chalked. Yeah, he was. And I didn't play him that week either. Cause I think he was the most popular player in the field. So not that you're rooting for somebody to be hurt, but, uh, wouldn't have uh, killed me uh, that week if he would have withdrawn. Um, and he ended up gutting it out. I think he finished with a top 25, a decent week, but, uh, yeah, I was surprised he, he didn't withdraw there in the first round. Okay. So we're now back in this middle tier of 8% ownership guys. And I, I kind of like most of these players here. What's your Bryson take? You have a Bryson oh, take man. for some reason. I remember this like, uh, two months ago when Rory was playing like garbage um, I can't remember which major it was, but, uh, or maybe I don't even know if it was a major, but I remember you saying that, uh, you played Rory, like, uh, like a donkey or something that week because he was in such bad form and it seemed like such an easy fade on Rory. Uh, Bryson's kind of headed there now, you know, the yeah. caddy change missed the cut at the rocket mortgage. Um, and the price is down too, yeah. like 9,900. Like that's, that's a DK algorithm thing. You know how I believe in the DK algorithm. Um, you know, sometimes when things look unusual, they're unusual for a reason. And that looks really low for a guy of his magnitude, 6.2% ownership. My God, that's minuscule for him, but his, his three open appearances, two missed cuts and a 51st. And he is the only golfer priced above 7,500 that has negative strokes gained on the field. So yeah, his open history, while it's only three times, um, when you throw in the caddy change and, you know, and the course, um, it just, it seems like a lot has to go right for this to be the spot. So um, I I can see a lot of people saying, hey, I'm interested because he's only 6%, uh, but you got guys like, you know, DJ and Rory that are in that ownership as well that I think I'd play before Bryson this week. I definitely play Rory and we'll get to him in a moment it's it's strictly an ownership play and i ask you is that a good enough reason to play a guy 9900 is because the ownership is low 
for me, it's not only because we've got so many other guys like Webb is at that ownership too. And then Rory Webb's, and Webb's done. Webb's Webb's lost. Well, that's fine. I mean, either yeah. way, it, you know, you got so many guys in that ownership range that if this was a week where we didn't have a whole lot of five or 6% owned guys we like, I mean, you've got 30 or 40 guys that are 10% or less that are going to be interesting. So if it's the ownership alone, that is keeping him in there. I, I I don't think that's a that's the reason to keep him in there. Like if you like him, you think he's going to bounce back, and you know he's got the uh, uh, he's got the itch. You know, with the uh, the last couple of weeks being rough, and Brooks calling it National Caddy Day when he is he split with his caddy. Like if he's got the fire and he's going to go do it, and he's going to drive the ball well, then then keep him in there. But if it's just the ownership, I think you take him out. Uh. You know, I already took out Kepka. Might as well take out DeChambeau. And we'll probably end up getting a Brooks Bryson Sunday. <laughs> oh, if we do, at least we'll get the entertainment out of that. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We'll, we will be broke, but at least we will get entertainment. I like broke it. Broke and having fun. Uh, all right. So uh, so he is out of the player pool. Okay, we, we're down to 71. I don't need to get to 33 and I know you go way lighter than I do cards on, on your player pool. What's the most number you you're ever comfortable going with? Um, to be honest, this is probably the most I've had in a long time. I mean, oh, wow. I, I, well, and that's, I mean, but that's because I naturally play with a lighter player pool. Like um, I, I've seen people go 50 or 60 and I think that's okay. If you've got guys that you're intentionally, you know, going to sprinkle in as, two to 3% own guys that you don't want to play 15 to 20% of. So um, I'm okay. You know, so what if we shot for 60? Okay. That means we got to cut out 11 guys, 11 guys. Let's, let's, let's find 11 to punch uh, chat. If you've got some thoughts in terms of some guys we need to punch, definitely let us know. I'm keeping my eye on this as well. Uh, it says one guy, JJ or JG said fade all the top English guys. I mean, I don't know about that. That's not quite my game plan, but um, I'm pretty I'm pretty good with this with this high end player pool we have. I like Bazidenhut. I like Poulter. God, Adam Scott. You still have Justin Rose in there too. You got to decide on Scott and Rose. I think okay. you keep one and le- and lose the other, and you can you can choose. I. I I don't have either, um, but a case can be made for both. Ryan Murphy says, Finau. He's not playing great cards, but, man, he's been pretty good in this tournament the last few years. He has, and he's missed his last two cuts. He's missed his last two cuts coming in here, um, but he's really good. He sets up surprisingly well for opens compared to a lot of the other American guys. I do like Fina this week. I'm going to cut Norin. I think that price is a little much. I've been playing him when he's, you know, in these other tournaments, which aren't as deep as this one. And he's been just fine, but 7,200, 7% ownership. I think you can get away from that. So we're at 69. Um, Kisner is another guy. I don't have much interest in. I haven't seen, you know, he had one good finish at an open. He finished second and 18, but otherwise his last four open trips, 30th, 54th, 76th, and a cut. And he had a good start a few weeks ago, but before that, like Kisner's form all year has pretty much been horrendous. Um, so that's another guy that I am out on this week. Okay. So we're back down to, uh, I took him out this as well. We've got, 
let's see. It's a little bit slow. 68. You so know what? Um, it doesn't feel like you have 68 guys in there, Dan. Uh, click that uh, scroll up. I think I might know what be, what's causing this. Uh, okay. Go to uncheck the hide unprojected box and then scroll yeah. all the way down to the bottom. Okay, so those are all the withdrawals. X those guys out. Oh, you just made my life a lot easier. I was going to say, there's no way you've still got 68 guys in there. It just wasn't making sense. I was like, man, you made my life way easier. Those are guys that had salaries, so they got uploaded, but they had no projection, so they don't show up with that. They wouldn't have shown up in any lineups, Yeah, um, but they mess up that count. Now, if you go back, your count should be right, and then you can check that. 49, we're there. I was going to say, I'm sitting here thinking, how do you still have 68 guys? It really doesn't feel like you have 68 guys. Um, now you can click that hide unprojected box again, just so that doesn't screw you up going forward. All right. So 49, I think is all right. Yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm that's good fine. with this. Okay. Um, let's talk about what I think is going to happen in this tournament, because I think that's where we're kind of building our lineups here. And I mean, it, it sounds crazy to say like, or, or sounds foolish to to come out here and, and be like John Rahm's gonna win the tournament but I've been seeing some of the data out there uh, data golf had a tweet earlier this week comparing like his how much better he is than the rest of the field and it's very similar to what we saw with like Tiger Woods back when he was kind of in his heyday and this feels could be just like a Rom runaway and I know in DFS I mean, at 11-3, he's the highest price out there, but I think it's for good reason. I really think it's going to be Rom or Rory or Spieth. Those are the three guys, I think, who have the best chance to win this tournament. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty incredible. Uh, Rom, I believe, top eight finishes in all three majors this year. And look, the... The only times in the past where Rom went through rough stretches were when he got in his own head. Like the only guy that's ever really knocked John Rom down is Rom himself. Yep. Um, and he has, you know, he's pretty much gotten over that, um, you know, hit a bad shot and sulk for five or six holes like that. that he doesn't do that nearly as much anymore uh, as he used to. He's gotten better at kind of putting that off to the side and, uh, and it certainly shows in the results. He has plenty of experience, you know, in the European tour events. He used to play them a lot more uh, than than you see from most PGA Tour guys. So uh, really, you can't ask for a better setup for him. And there's not a single element of his game that is below average at this point. His stats are absurd. So, um, yeah, if you want the best guy in the field, Ram is, is the guy. And he's like minus a thousand to make the cut. Uh, which in something where, you know, half over half the field gets, gets cut on the weekend, um, you know, having 10 to one, you know, make the cut is, uh, is pretty good in this day and age. So um, yeah, I'm, even though he's going to be popular, I, uh, it's hard to not take an overweight stance on, on Rom here. So he's at 22% ownership. If I go 45%, is that, is that too much? I don't think it's too much if it ends up working with the build, you know, a lot of times, okay. and I don't think you've got this problem. I think you've got enough value guys in there, but what people run into a lot is they have too many high end guys and not enough value guys. 
uh, and then you end up not being able to get 45% because you don't have enough punts. I don't think that'll be an issue for you. Um, but I mean, if you're trying to get 45% ROM and 45% Rory and 45% speed, that might run into a problem. Um, but yeah, I think you could go 45% ROM and then overweight, but not crazy on those other two that you really like. And then, uh, and it doesn't take as much to get overweight on Rory because he's only going to be like eight or 9%. So, so, uh, for ROM, um, how do you like to do it? If I'm looking at like 45% is what I'm looking at. Do how do you set your min max? Yeah, I usually, here? I mean, you got to give the builder some slack, um, yeah. because otherwise it's gonna, it's gonna give you wonky builds. So I usually put 5% plus or minus. So if I want around 45, I'll do 40 to 50. Um, you know, and you can always maneuver around a few lineups after the fact, if it, if you don't like what it gives you, but you give it a little bit of a range like that. Uh, usually that helps the builder work. All right. So I like him and Rory is the other one that, um, I feel really good about in this tournament, especially if he can somehow play well on Thursday and the price isn't cheap on him either. I mean, this is another one of those kind of uh, DK algo plays that I that I talk a little bit about. And it, it doesn't bother me that he's, you know, priced up here. And um, yeah, only 13 per or 9% ownership. I mean, I'm happy to go like 3x the field. So if I go 25 to 35, yep. um, I'm okay with that. So those are my top two plays. And then I had Spieth as my third. Problem with Spieth is we've got a ownership projection of him at about 30%. I can like him and can I still go underweight on that? And I think I can, right? Like if I set that at yeah, like I... 20 at like even like 15 to 25, um, yes, that puts me a little bit under, but that's still pretty yeah, good exposure to Spieth. It's not break Spieth. your week if he, if he wins uh, that way. So yeah, that's no problem. I think that's a good plan. All right. Um, so what's the next av what's the next plan for us here in terms of setting this up in terms of other exposures? Are we yeah. are we going through we're not we don't need to min max every single yeah, player? Yeah, no, you in the don't. Field. Um I usually min most of the guys that because otherwise, you know, you can get I'll leave the max open quite a bit and let it work, but uh, the minimums, especially on the lower owned guys, you know, if you want to make sure you're getting at least 8% or 10% or whatever of the, the low end values that maybe the projections don't like as much. Um, you know, I usually set minimums on most guys just to make sure I'm at least getting that, uh, that low end exposure to those guys. So I, sh yeah, that's probably what we should do is look at these lower tier guys and rank them out um, how we like them the most, because these are the guys that are going to get the most exposure here with Rom in this build, right? So right. yeah, you'll get a lot of those with your Rom lineups. We will. So uh Scrivener, for example, let's say I really like him. I mean, he's less than one percent ownership. So whatever we put in here, we're gonna have major, major leverage on the field. Uh yeah, how crazy so, do you like to go on these scrubs that are less than one percent? Like so for my if, guys, my from out of my 33. Uh, most of those guys, I did 12 to 15. Um, now you got a few more golfers in your player pool because you have 49. So, you know, maybe you go eight to 10, eight to 10 or eight to 12 on some of those lower end guys. Uh, whereas I went 12 to 15. I mean, I, I don't think it's abnormal to be in that range, particularly when you're building, you know, if you're building 130 lineups, 10% of a player is going to be in 13 lineups. So, you know, if you go eight to 10% or, 
if you want to be a little bit more risk averse on some of those guys, five to eight percent or something like that. Um, you know, that gives you a reasonable range other than the ones you really, really like. If there's a guy you really, really like, and you start to get to those, you know, five, six, 7% owned guys, then maybe you go up to that 15 range. So I, I like Horschel a little bit this week. So uh, he's one that, you know, I feel like I can go at 15% and feel pretty good about it, but you're right. You almost, I, I know we don't need to min max every player, but if we don't do it, you really run the risk of potentially, just having the builder just throw in Andy Sullivan in like 60% of lineups, don't you? Correct. Yeah. And then you'd have to go through and add a max, which you can do right from the screen after it builds your lineups, you can change the max True. and then you can rerun it. Um, but obviously, you know, you're going to be building a lot of lineups, so it'll take a while. It'll churn it through, but uh, yeah, I mean, I usually set them in max on, on most players um, just because then it at least gives you your baseline of what you want it to do. And then if, it, if your settings are too whacked up, uh, it'll give you an error and, you know, and you have to uh, do the math again, but. All right. Cam Smith, I'm going to go an aggressive 20% floor on him. Um, do you have Ricky Fowler in your player? pool? I do. I do. And it, I haven't played him uh, maybe but one week over the last like couple of years, but he's got a lot of links experience. He fits all the criteria of the veteran and, uh, he's cheap now, and I know he's gained a little steam over the last few days, and maybe it's just a narrative and wanting Ricky to, you know, find his form and get a major. But uh, for better or worse, uh, when we're when we're crying over that uh, Brooks Bryson final pairing on Sunday, we can we can cry about Ricky missing the cut together too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's see. Any other guys here that you have? I mean, we've got Justin Thomas. You know, these are, these are top players here, which, you know, we're so heavy on some of these other guys. Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're, gonna you're not going to be able to get overweight on those guys, but you know, you shoot for something like 15% or so on them or some range of 12 to 18 or something on those other top end options, you'll be fine. All right. So if you go Xander. And, and those are the guys there where I really wouldn't set a maximum because okay. if it, if it allow if you're able to fit more than, you know, the 20 or the 15, then fine. Uh, the guys you don't want are giving you, you know, 40% minimum lead or something like that. And those right. guys, you really don't have to worry about being way. Gotcha. Scotty Scheffler's a guy I like. You like Scheffler this week? I mean, I, I think I'm going to put him in that 20 range. Don't mind that. Um, I'm a sucker for Fleetwood as well in Europe. Oh, so. God, man. I've <laughs> lost so much money on Tommy Fleetwood. You, you know what? I don't hate it because he's, you're right. It's, he is in Europe and he's lost me so much money over time. It only would what's make a little sense. More? Well, either A, what's a little bit more, or B, how fitting would it be that he's the reason I win a million bucks? He's right. 27th, right? 12th, and second in the last three opens. And he's been playing decent golf in Europe this year. I know it hasn't happened in the States. I know it hasn't happened when he's been chalky, but I like him. All right. We're adding a few numbers here. Thoughts on Neiman here at the 7,700 makes cuts left and right. Feels like he's going to win a major, right? And that's something that I kind of look for too, is like, who do we envision here? And I know that the British open, for example, like you get randos all the time, you know, you get the Todd Hamilton's the Ben, what Ben Curtis, uh which was here no, i believe yeah it was here um so you know it, it happens but i like to actually play guys that i think can win or will win 
and I know he's young. He's going to get a major at some point in time. I don't know his fit here on these European courses, um, but man, he's a really good young player. Uh, you got what? Where you where you settling on Neiman? Yeah, um, he is in my player pool. Let's see what I put on him for mine. Uh, let's see. I put him at sixteen to twenty-two in mine. Man, sixteen to twenty-two. All right, so I got twelve. Oh, 12 to 20 on him here. Uh, Guido, I put at 15 to 25. Um, you know, Stewart think I'm going to X out. You know, I'm fine Xing a few guys out along the way. I know he's won a British Open before. He's played well this year, but uh, I'm not going to buy that narrative uh, here in this tournament. Um, any Anybody else? Oh, Glover. I'm okay on Glover. I like him. 10%. And then Glover. I just think, you know, the other guys that uh, you don't really have a strong take, you know, go slightly overweight on them or, or with the field. And, and then you'll be at a point almost where you can see what the, at least take a first pass and see what the builder gives you. Yeah. We got a few other things we got to tinker with too in the builder before we, uh, we do that first run. Um, man, Max Homa, I'd love to see him in contention again. I don't know if this is the place for it, but uh, we'll put him at 5%. Uh, all right, let's go quickly up back up to the top to make sure we didn't miss anybody up here. Uh, Abe answer 13%. I'm fine kind of being with the field on him. Uh, Victor Hovland, interesting. He's another one that kind of falls in that, that, that range of like, we know he's going to win a major at some point in time. It's just a matter of when it, when is yeah. it and which one. Uh, I don't know if this one's it, but he played pretty well a couple weeks ago in Europe, if I remember correctly. Did he win? Did he? Uh, I don't think he won, but I think he had a good finish. You got yeah. the ownership hidden, by the way. That's the floor column. Just so I just didn't want you to get. There you go. Ah, gotcha. I just didn't want you to get backwards there. All right, uh, let's see what he did. I got Hovland's cards up here. Uh, he did win. He obviously. I thought so. Yeah, I thought he won. The BMW. Um, yeah. And. I mean, it's not like he's unfamiliar with Lynx being a, you know, a Norwegian. So um, he's got a lot of fans over in, in Europe as well. So it's not going to, you know, not going to be intimidating for him by any means. All right. So let's go to the build rules here. This is, I think, one of the more important side of things in terms of using our, our lineup builder here. And uh, where do you like to put range of outcomes when we're doing MME builds? Like I usually this? put it in the middle, um, right in the just middle. because, you know, uh, that otherwise it tries to go strictly off the projections and then it's going to throw off your exposures. So. All right. Um, I'm going to go 130. I, I'm, I'm not going to go waves here cards. I just, I I don't think it's, I don't, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be yeah. completely necessary and I mean, here building, in this tournament. Building that many lineups anyway, you're just naturally going to get some that are yeah. at least five and one. Um, so I, and I didn't either. I mean, I build 150 lineups and I just don't think it's there. It's not like they're expecting a bunch of rain either. So um, one of the first times that's ever been the case for the open that I can remember where I haven't, you know, at least um, hinted at a potential edge. So um, I, I, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Okay. Unique players. Um do you go beyond one? I usually, I usually do two. Um, you know, building that many lineups, you can't really go much more yeah. than that. Otherwise, you won't get enough. 
Um, that's fine. Two is good. Yeah. Uh, max exposure. Do we leave this? I mean, if you've got you've got maxes on most of the guys that you want, yeah. so it's not that's not going to really be a factor. Okay, so this is always interesting. Salary. Um, we're at least leaving a hundred, and then the question is, do we leave more than that? Probably don't uh, want to leave twenty k. No, no, we don't need <laughs> we don't need that floor. That is for sure. Um, yeah, I like to go like. 49.5. Yeah, I think that's fine. Just like I think that. so too. And you can always edit these lineups as well when you get to the next screen, which I think is nice. Okay. This is this is the uh I think more important part. Min min and max lineup uh ownership. I kind of screw this up from time to time card. So set me straight on on where I need to put these numbers because with mass multi-entry, this is I think really critical part of building. Yeah, so the min doesn't really matter. Um, the max is basically the total projected ownership that your lineup cannot yeah. go over. So, for example, if you want, if you you know are okay getting a lineup with Sam Burns and Spieth and Rom and uh, you know another person that's pretty chalky like Harris English. Now we've excluded some of those guys, but you could have a lineup that goes like 120% total ownership. Uh, but for GPP builds, that's almost never optimal. You want to make sure that you are, you know, while you're still playing some of those 20 to 25% owned guys, that they're being mixed into lineups with some of those lower owned values. Um, so usually I set that at 80. Um, I haven't really had a problem with it, you know, building lineups at 80. Um, I found See, one of my lineups that's, you know, got a few popular guys that's at 72, another one at 71, another one at 76. Um, you know, I've got some in the sixties. So, uh, I think 80 is a good number. If you're less concerned about chalk, you could go 90. Um, but that's usually around where I land. I think 90s. All right. Just looking at the guys that we excluded the Harris Englishes. Um, yeah. there's a couple other chalky guys out there that we, that we kind of took out. Uh, I'm okay with 90. And again, you can kind of look through these lineups and and edit them on the fly. Um, okay, anything else here that we got that we got to mess with? Yeah, I don't know if it just in case it only reads the two characters. Take the zero out of that ninety. Just I don't know if that messes with it or not. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the others that you know those are use min max. Obviously, you're going to do that. Um, that prioritize lineups over max exposures is fine to keep checked. The reason that's there is. If you have it unchecked, if there's any player that goes 1% over your maximum, the lineup builder will literally stop building and throw an error. And obviously we don't want that. <laughs> if one guy goes like 1% over the maximum, it's not a big deal. Uh, so keeping that checked will allow it to, to keep on building the lineups. Um, so yeah, um, that's how mine would generally look. Exactly. How okay, the exciting part, we get to press the button and see what it spits out for us. Let's do it. Oh, it's moving quick. Moving quick cards. That's always a good it's sign. Loving the line. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you're not, you don't have any major errors in there. So that's good. There's probably going to be some random high owned guys that you're going to want to go back through um, and set maxes on, which is totally normal. I mean, that ran in about 10 seconds. Yeah. So the easiest part of the best part about this is if you see guys, holy cow, I, get, I need to set a max on that guy because I don't want that much. You can just go do it right do it there right and, here. and build the lineups again. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I'll do this and then I'll go back through and I'll change five players and I'll run it again. Um, yeah. And like burger is a perfect example of that. I'm okay with burger, but I'm not in love with it. 
I certainly don't want 30. I don't want him to be the second highest owned player in my player pool. So for that reason, uh, I am fine. One thing I want to kind of quickly go back to, and, and um, we'll, we'll get back to this here in just a minute, but if we go to the player pool, you see this bump category here where uh, you quickly bump the, the build projections used for said players up and down. So for example, Abraham answer was at like, I don't know, 30 percent owned. If I bumped that down, would we likely get less of him in our builds considering we went with that, what, 50% in terms of optimal versus yeah, I, random? That's yes. In theory, yes. Now to be transparent, this is the very first week we've had this. We're just trying this out. So uh, this would be a good test case for it. I, that is the intention of that uh, right there is to bump yeah, bump him down too. Let's just see what that does. Okay, let's bump him you down. You can go to, up to five, uh, but you know, don't no need to do that. But bump him down to, and we should probably actually just for the sake of this experiment here, cards, we should probably go back and let's just leave Burger at zero, so it's you can see what actually happens. Well, you just you gotta otherwise that'll give or you hundred. Yeah, yep, yep. All right, let's just see what this happens here on. Uh, move an answer down to yeah my guess is that two. you know burger should be higher or or somebody else will be higher and answer should go down let's see if this works answer should hey it works he look did. at that so answer down to 20 so there perfect. we go okay and i'm okay with that streelman well, was yeah we banal. replaced him with a lot of streelman <laughs> i don't want that <laughs> we've got a tad bit uh much of kevin streelman here so we'll go uh, one to ten on him uh smith at 20 i'm fine scheffler i'm fine burger let's get back in put him back in that range that uh i'm more comfortable with the 15 i do mind. i don't mind hatton um actually don't mind answer but this is an okay number for it to be at i'm actually pretty good with a lot of these numbers to be honest with you even brian Harmon at 18 percent, i can live with it uh even though i didn't have a number on him horschel interesting that he just came at 15 when i had him at 15 and so part you of you think that's a part, situation where i i bumped the projection a little bit with uh, with billy yeah, either that or that's also because we only went to 50 percent on the randomizer our projections don't like him so they're going to keep him towards the bottom end of your range um if you were to move that randomizer north of 50 percent, you'd probably get a little more uh, but i don't need to use that yeah you can yeah use let's just use button. the bump because he's a guy that i i kind of like and um, just because projections team doesn't like them doesn't mean that uh, I live and die by what they say, right? Yes, he was right down. Uh, I saw him there just a 60, second ago. There he is, Horschel. So we'll bump, oh, we'll bump him up to. All right, we made a few other changes. Let's build it out again. See what we get. It's pretty fun, man. These these multi builds, like you can just mess around with this stuff for. Especially since it builds so fast, you know, it's yeah. not like you're waiting five minutes between. Um, see, so you notice with each iteration, you're getting a little more comfortable with what you have uh, because you're clearing out, you know, um, you're clearing out the guys that, you know, maybe were a little too high or a little too low. So there's Horschel. He's up to 17. Um, so you got a couple more. Yeah. Than you did before. This is all looking pretty good here. Um how do you know when you decide that like this is the build? If I scroll through it and I don't see anything I don't like, you know, if if 
if there's nothing that pops out of me saying, Hey, I need to get more of this guy. Um, you know, then, then you're fine. See, here's the, here's the thing that I I'm kind of interested in is when we've got like 1% of a player that like, what's even the point, right? Yeah. Well, you know me, that's what, that's how I get down to 33 guys. You know, the, the, um, so if I just like deleted them would that, that wouldn't necessarily solve the problem. Right. Cause I mean, either, either you put a higher min on them or you delete them. Like if you want to make sure you get them in 5%, then put the five minimum on there. Gotcha. And then again, it's also, you're going to, you're also going to have to take that random randomizer slider, like where you set it to 50. Um, it, it will follow your mins a lot closer. If you move that higher, the build rules where we set that at 50. Gotcha. I mean, if you just want to go based on your exposures, you can punch that thing all the way over. I'm going to like, uh, yeah, 72. If it's if it takes away my Billy Horschel, I'm going to be pretty upset. It shouldn't. Cards. It shouldn't take away your Horschel. Um... <laughs> okay. Berger, Billy Horschel, right there at 15. Man, it's just barely getting my my Billy Horschel numbers in there. Um, Brandon Grace at six. Let's see. Most of these guys are five. So yeah, Herbert so, I mean, set, Sullivan. If like, you set the mins at five, you'll probably you'll get. But you know what's an easier? You know, if we've only got a couple down here, like right. if we say like we don't want to go below five percent, okay, I can live without Lucas Herbert, right? I, I I can just live with it. So rather than doing a whole rebuild, yep. I can just find the lineup and say, okay, here's my chance to get a little more Billy Horschel in my life. <laughs> and there we go. Well and you. it's, and it's done. So that I, I really love that aspect of the builder too, of being able to do that, just go and search for the player. So Andy Sullivan, another guy, like, I don't think I need him. I think I I'll, really hope that Herbert's the guy that I really need to, uh, if you can live without him at your 1%, but my like 12 would appreciate him playing fairly well this week. Okay. We added a Guido right there. Um, that's his name, See, boys and girls. I, I'm, I'm you're not shrinking. I'm, you're, you're shrinking your player pool as you go. Slowly but be, surely, like Leishman. To... Leishman, we can be. We can get rid of Leishman. Like I, I have like two. You know, if Leishman wins or has a great tournament, and I've got him in two lineups, like what's the likelihood that it's going to be one of those right. two lineups? Um. So where do we want to add Cam Smith now? This is where I get a little bit weary because sometimes when you do this, this can go above your um, – because it doesn't hold your bill rules when you make these edits. So that might have zeroed out a lineup. But, you know. But it's, it's okay. One it's one lineup. It's it's the, the goal is not to get duplicated lineups. If you got one or two lineups that are zeroed out out of 130, you'll probably be okay. So let's see. we got another Mark Leishman here. Who should we – gear? I'll let you make this pick. Who are we, who are we replacing them with? uh let's throw a sergio in there sergio all right okay so leishman we got one more leishman to get rid of oh boy scotty scheffler or tommy fleetwood i think scheffler might zero that lineup out i think he only had exactly enough okay so that leaves us with uh, a couple more you know i like i like harding so watch what i'm gonna do here cards Ready? 
this is where it gets this is where it gets fun so we've got justin rose if i replace him with harding the problem is that lineup will go away right yep, because yep that's okay and you, but you're freeing up fifteen hundred dollars so do that switch okay. it to harding and now, now search for harding okay and you're gonna have a harding lineup that is only using like 48 something in salary it's probably gonna be the bottom one um yeah so if we we'll, sort uh salary low to high, high there you go and now there's that, that one so right now there. find a guy you want to upgrade so we take brandon grace and move yep. him to now you, there you patrick go. Now reed you can... and bang kind of like that there we go so we'll do that with a couple more justin rose and rosie let's see Add my boy Harding again. If you want to get him up a little higher, I got to search Harding. Low to high. There it is. And who do we want to upgrade here? Daniel Berger. Get rid of him for a Victor Hovland. Bang. There you done, go. Now done. you're out of rows and you just added a couple more Harding lineups. And so now you don't have anybody under five. Everybody that you have now is at least on five lineups. Um, I'm okay with that, right? Like it's that's yeah, might no, be a I little don't. bit low, but um, you know, I mean, ultimately you're down, you're down to 43 golfers. I'm very proud of you, Dan. It well, when you got rid of the these zeroed out guys, that made life a lot easier. I could, I'm not gonna. I'm lie. sitting here trying to figure out how that mathed out to like 70 golfers. Like, There's no I. way. <laughs> and then I remembered that I had the same problem. I'm yeah. like, how do I still have 50 golfers in here? And it was all those withdrawals this week um that uh it was like 16 of them so uh, i'm pretty good with this i think no, it's okay i mean i don't see yeah i don't see anything you got your i mean your big stands were rom and rory and you got them both in your ranges there um so the only so i will say like 22 yeah. brian Harmon feels kind of a lot so let's and go see, in yeah, here. now you're yep now the key is you kind of got to manually edit them now because if you rebuild you're uh, yeah. you're stuck with the one percent guys. They're going to come back again. So and I'm totally fine doing that that manual rebuild. Um, and and I'll tell you what a fun way to do it is here. If you find two guys that you might want to like, I could say Kokrak for example. Okay, I want more Harding. I'm going to put Harding on this team, and then I can change Harmon right here, and we can go Tommy Fleetwood for example, and boom. So we made one edit there and we can kind of look knock at Harmon down a little bit, knock yeah. down, knock down Harmon a little bit. So here's another one, 7,100, um, had a little bit of salary to fill here. So we could go with a, I got rid of Lee Westwood. So we're not going to do that. I'll go with Ricky Fowler. And that's, that's the other thing I like to do is when you do these, these edits, you can look at the lineups where you've got the most money left so here we've got 49.5 so therefore a Harmon, if it was let's say 49 or you know this one's zeroed out but 49.9 you know if you want to if you want to come off a Harmon, your options are way less than these other teams that have money left on the table so not saying we got to zero out these lineups but hey the choices are way greater when we've got 500 dollars of extra players to use so bobby mack Put Bobby Mack in there. You like Bobby Mack? I do like Bobby Mack. Okay. 
And he's in an interesting. Uh, I was just looking at this before we went on the air. Like uh, a couple Bobby Max for you. Bobby Mack is golfing with Shoffley and, and Fowler. So he's in a pretty prestigious group there. All right. We'll go uh, another uh, Ricky Fowler lineup here. Where are we on our Harmon exposure? Down to 19%. Still fine making a couple more edits. I, I kind of like doing it this way. It gives you a little bit of a opportunity to do a semi-manual build. Um, oh, man. Let's see. Harmon here on this one. Get... Uh, do another and then that Fowler. way, you know, you know, you can control who you're switching. Exactly. To. You can see who you're getting a little bit more exposure to when, when making these edits. So uh, Harmon's down to 17. Let's see if we can get two more edits on him. Um, let's see. Harmon, we'll move him to a, oh man. I only really like McIntyre and, and Fowler. Like the only ones that I really want to, well, go to you that know, boost. Go to that. Uh, go to the fifty k one. Wasn't there one Harmon that was, there was zeroed one. out? You're right. Then you can you can move him down to somebody down a couple hundred or something for one of those. There we so. go, Guido. Bang. Okay. Good call there, cards. Um, all right, so we are sitting at uh, now fifteen percent. Brian Harmon. I'm comfortable with that. So basically the highest owned guy that is zero that we don't have one with is Kokrak and Harmon and they're at 16, 15%. I'm cool with that. That doesn't bother me too much. So, yeah, I mean, and pretty much everybody's within your, your ranges there. So uh, yeah, that's the point where I say it's okay. And you can, you know, is this, it, are you telling me cards? We have a million dollar winning lineup here that in this, in this export to probably one of the Harmon ones that you just got rid of. Oh God. That's the, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the wonderful thing about at least the lineup builder is there's no way of knowing. Yeah. Like, like, do you think that there's actually people out there who go through their old dot CSVs and be like, this one would have won. Like how, how much of a door could you, could you, could you be um gary stoddard from the chat says i need somebody 6800 or less on dk let's help him out a little bit 6800 or less on DraftKings. what you got for gary there cards yeah so um i think herbert is fine i think streelman is fine um let's scribner and harvard and harding are yep, the two yep. guys that harding i like uh yeah if you're looking for a little more off the board i, I think harding is fine um uh, just if it's a GPP, it'd be somebody other than Sam Burns would be my recommendation. Yeah. Any of those three or four guys. Well, all right, cards. Um, that should do it for us, I think, on this uh, build here tonight. And uh, we're going to export this to make sure we've got the winning lineup here. And, you know, I'm going to Nashville this weekend. So I, I hope I can get some good Roto Grinders karma, you know, on Sunday as I sweat this thing, you know, hanging around you know, Cal, he's won a million dollars a couple of times. So uh, I'm crossing my fingers that uh, I get the Roto Grinders karma and win the Millie this week. That would be wonderful. So it would be awesome. So uh, fingers crossed. And if it's not one of us, hopefully one of you guys. And uh, yeah, these are always fun. Pick tonight for basketball. Who you got? You know, it's, it's really interesting with the home teams kind of dominating these last few rounds, but I think the Suns are the better team. I think they get that big road win tonight. uh, And they're like, they're like plus 180, which I think 
for Phoenix is uh, is a little it's a little too lofty. So uh, give me the live dog tonight. I'll probably throw a few bucks on the Suns. If you're gonna do that, go a little further. Take them like plus three or something and get even better odds. Yeah, like yeah. the alter. I think alternate odds betting is like just I love it. Like especially like imagine if you took those these three games and took the favorites like minus ten in each, or or, or more potentially. Yeah you're getting, you know, real plus odds in these situations. And I know like every game's not going to be a blowout. I don't think this one's going to be a blowout. If I was going to bet an alt line tonight, it would be on the Phoenix side, you know, given five. And uh, because the thing you got to remember too, is down the stretch, it's a bunch of free throws happening anyway. So um, just a sneaky way to get some better odds. If you like the underdog tonight, but we're out of here. Uh, golf starts late tonight or early tomorrow. I think one 30 Eastern time. So uh, I will hopefully not have dead lineups by the time I wake up in the morning because there's zero chance I am going to uh, be awake unless the basketball game somehow goes to like four overtimes cards. <laughs> then there's a chance, a slight, slight chance that I'll be able to uh, watch it. But uh, rep in Ohio Bobcats, you see what happened today? Frank Solitz retired cards. Oh, I did not see that. Yes. He's, like he should have retired probably like <laughs> 10 years ago, not because he wasn't good, just because he's freaking old. So yeah, uh, time. hats off to him. Did a great job bringing my Bobcats uh, back up to respectability to say the very years. least. Yep. Not, who would have thought that? Who thought that you would leave Nebraska, go to Ohio and be there 17 years? 17 years. That's crazy. It's crazy. All right. We got to get out of here. Thanks so much to you guys for watching Devin for producing. And if you haven't become a Roto grinders premium subscriber, there's links in the chat that Devin has left out there. $10 off your first month. Check us out. We've got, of course, this month for golf, uh, MLB kicking back off and believe it or not cards. We're less than like four weeks away from preseason football. And once preseason football starts, it's football until freaking February. So get excited, boys and girls. Uh, for my buddy Justin Van Zuden, I'm Dan Bach. Have a great night. Good luck this weekend, and we will talk to you again sometime next week. See you, everyone.